0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. What do you do when somebody drops their kids off on you without ever saying anything? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, an entitled dad was the scariest part of my Halloween. This year, I went all out decorating my yard and house for Halloween for the first time. It's my first house, and I was super excited about trick-or-treating. I decided to go big. I dressed up, handed out goodie bags, and played spooky music. I just wanted to have fun on my favorite night of the year and help all the kids have fun too. I made goodie bags that included some stickers, a small toy, three size m M&Ms, and a full size candy bar. I drew something cute on each goodie bag and had a lot of fun with the whole thing. About an hour into trick-or-treating, a family pulls up on a trailer with an American flag and Trump flag waving behind it, being pulled by a four-wheeler. Several kids came barreling out and ran up to my door. The first few kids were clearly too old to be trick-or-treating, but I gave them a bag anyway because they had a couple of younger kids with them, probably seven to nine, and they all quickly ran off. Then, trailing so far behind the other kids that were already back at the four-wheeler, was the littlest one, probably five or maybe six years old. Cute as can be. I asked if she was having fun, and told her how much I loved her costume and gave her a bag. She started walking back down the driveway when, I'm assuming Dad, yelled loudly, I hear this one has full-size bars, let me see, and snatched the bag right out of the little girl's hands. He started to walk away and yelled, What? Uh Uh-uh, no, no way, we got gypped. And turned around and angrily started up the driveway toward my house. I instantly felt sick. Blood rushed to my ears. My heart was pounding and I steadied myself for an angry confrontation. I was legitimately scared for a second. I decided right then that I was going to stand my ground, even though this man was big and scary. Well, he apparently didn't see the full-size bar at the bottom of the bag because he yelled, Oh wait, there it is. Lucky for them. And turned around, hopped on the four-wheeler and left. No, I'm not a shrinking violet, but I almost cried. I wasn't even sure why. Maybe the adrenaline that filled me when I saw him angrily walking back toward my house. Maybe because he totally ruined that experience for that little girl. Or relief that he wasn't coming for me. Maybe all those things. I was shaking so much that I had to go inside and collect myself before going back out. I still can't get it out of my mind. It really did put a damper on the rest of my night, and I've decided that that was the one and only time I'll be doing this. The world is so scary and people are so entitled that doing something kind still gets you threats. I hope the little girl's okay. Oh, I do want to add one thing that made me feel a little bit better. Toward the end of the night, I heard a small voice exclaim from somewhere down the street, stickers! That's when I remembered why I did it. Oh, you best believe if you didn't have that full-size candy bar, they were gonna come and show you up. How dare you give anything away on Halloween? I hope Opie keeps up at it. Also, hi, I'm Stephen, and if you're also fueled by the hatred for these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? With that said, our next story is, Karen demands I give my service dog to her child, as it's more in need than me. This happened a few weeks back, and I was really hesitant to share it here, hoping that Karen doesn't recognize herself. Here it is. I, 23, non-binary, was browsing in a shopping center with my autism service dog, Knox, a one-year-old female, as a training. I was picking clothes and trying them on, hoping that at the end of the training I'd find something that suits my style. As I was entering another alternative clothes store, Karen tapped me on the shoulder. You know that dogs aren't allowed in the stores, right? I, visibly confused, said, I'm sorry? She says, Are you deaf? I said that you'd need to leave. Me as I point to Knox's vest, showing the label and the program name that certified her. Ma'am, this is a service dog. I've... Karen cuts me off. You're clearly not disabled, even less. You're not autistic. You can talk now leave the store before i call security and get you banned me barely holding tears says excuse me please. no i'm going to walk you to the exit to be sure that you and your dog are leaving in this moment nox alerted i needed to sit down but i couldn't everything was so loud and it seemed the lights were even getting brighter i started crying and nox moved between my legs for comfort i was sobbing and repeating go away Karen talking over me, oh, grow up. My ID, autistic, no, verbal, scam, dog, trained, my ID, more. Her speech became more and more muffled as I got even more overwhelmed. I attempted to sit on the ground and Karen grabbed my arm. I yelled, do not touch me. If up until this moment we didn't have a crowd, now we definitely did. A security guard appeared. I calmed a bit, enough to understand speech the guard says, what's happening? Karen says, this person over here is faking. They've scammed a program to give them a service dog for their autism. My child will benefit from that dog more as it really has autism and doesn't speak. I need that dog. As she was saying that, I felt a tug on Knox's leash and I unclipped it from her collar. Now I was holding Knox from her harness as she was sitting right in front of me, giving gentle snuggles and kisses. She says, how dare you? guard do something the guard turned to me and said mister is that dog a service dog me still crying said yes karen says they don't need it the guard says shush do you have an id for the dog and can i have yours i say yes i gave the guard the needed documents they checked them and gave them back i'm not from the us or uk there's no such thing as owner trained service dogs service dogs are trained by professional trainers and are free There's requirements that need to be met, such as diagnosis and or an interview with a medical team lead or therapist. The guard says, your documents are intact, you may go. Karen says, no, that's not fair. My kid needs that dog more than this adult. The guard says, ma'am, I will ask you to return the leash to this gentleman and continue your day. Karen says, no, this is for my service dog that they're now holding. The guard says, ma'am. That's theft. If you don't return the leash now, I'm afraid I'll have to call the police. Karen handed the leash to the guard, who gave it back to me. I was escorted to the restroom by the guard to make sure Karen doesn't continue to harass me. I washed my face and went to the nearest bench to sit down and calm it down a bit more. Then I left. In what world was this Karen living in, where they thought that this guard was ever going to be okay with her just taking this person's dog? Like seriously, how dumb can somebody be where they're like, Well, my kid could use this dog more, therefore, you as a legal officer should allow me to just walk away with it. I'm sorry, what? That's some real entitlement. Our next story is Halloween is ungodly, so give my children candy. Just wanted to share my little dose of absurdity from Halloween. So, I had a surgery last week that involved the cutting of some of my ab muscles, and I'm still not able to move around much. On top of this, I was the only one home as my sister was going to consultations for her upcoming surgery. As a result of these factors, my family decided we weren't going to really celebrate Halloween this year. We didn't put up decorations, didn't buy candy, and had our porch light off to indicate, no candy here, to all the children running about. Things were going well until around 7.45 when I hear a knock on our door. I of course ignore it. They knock again, I ignore it. They ring the doorbell. At this point my pain meds were wearing off and I was planning to just not move till they went to bed so I wouldn't have to re-dose, but that means I'm short-tempered. I conclude that a parent of these children needs some education and get up. This woman's peeking in front of our window and gets the pleasure of watching me hobble down the hall to unlock the door. I open the door with a scowl and admittedly a bit rudely say, no lights means no candy. The kids looked disappointed and the mom scowled at me. Come on, surely you have some candy for my kids. I said, no, I don't. Get off our porch. She says, well, why not? I shut the door. She rang the doorbell again and again and knocked again and rang the doorbell. I hadn't left the door because I had to sit down before I moved again and our window is thin. I heard her shouting through the window, uh, this holiday is for Satan worshippers anyway. The least people could do is give us some candy for tolerating it. After that, she left, and I had to take more pain meds to handle the spasms from laughing. Honestly, what kind of logic does this woman think the world runs on? It was so ridiculous. Anyway, I hope you all have, or had, a wonderful Halloween. I think everybody knows lights off, no decorations, that is the code for do not bother me, I will not give you candy, I'm probably not even home. I probably made some reservation somewhere just because I don't want to deal with you knocking and ringing on my door. That's just about what that should mean to the trick-or-treaters and their parents in my opinion. This next story is a mom tries to fat shame her daughter, tries to use me as an example. On my way home from dialysis yesterday, I, male 46, was feeling pretty crappy after a few problems with the treatment. I called into a little co-op store and grabbed a sandwich meal deal. As I'm turning to move up the aisle, a mother and daughter are behind me. Mother looks to be maybe 50, her daughter maybe 23 or so. The daughter says, oh cool, they're doing a two for one on munchies. Little chocolate bites if you don't have them in your country. The mom says, put that back. You're trying to lose weight, remember? Then she points at me and says, you'll end up as fat as him yes i'm overweight i'm working on it but the damage caused by my kidney disease means i have two very dead very swollen kidneys that my specialist told me has added 60 kilos to my body and it pushes my gut out even further they won't remove them unless they become a major threat to my life as the op is very risky and basically leaves you screwed for up to nine months the daughter noticed i was bright red with embarrassment as the shop is busy and loads of people are looking She was a bit on the heavy side, maybe, but nowhere as big as her mom, who made me look thin. The mom points at me and says, Hey, lardy, don't you think I'm right? Tell her. I say, not my place to tell another adult how they should eat, and my size has nothing to do with you. Pretty mad now by her general attitude, I grabbed the last thing I needed and went to pay. At the tills comes the old battle axe again. I told you to put that chocolate back, and you, you should back me up pointing at me, afraid to say I kinda lost it. I'm not just overweight, I'm very tall. At the time, tired, sore, hungry, aware I'm smelly with the pong of sweat and desalate mixture post-treatment. So I turn around and manage to growl rather than yell, saw it off, I'm too tired and ill to be putting up with your crappy mindset. I apologize to the staff and storm out to my car. One of the staff knows me as her husband goes to the same clinic as me. She came out to make sure I'm okay and told me not to worry about my behavior back to her and that the mom was told to leave and banned from the store. I calmed down a bit later and when my assistant got in from work, I told her about it. She laughed and said that the mom got what she deserved. I mean, let alone the fact that this behavior from the mom is probably going to cause some kind of lifetime voice in the back of their kid's head whenever they see themselves, they think about food. But not only being mother of the year, God forbid you gotta drag random innocent people into it for comparison. Acting like the world has no consequences, no feelings, no emotions. Just putting any random person you don't care about down just to make yourself right or feel right. Our next story is when lights out we're out and ownership applies to everyone else happy halloween from down under so this is our sixth year of hosting trick-or-treaters we decorate prep about 15 kilograms of lollipops and usually get 500 plus kids and teens everyone has a lot of fun and for the most part folks are friendly appreciative well-mannered we always start in the afternoon 5 p.m still light to allow for the little ones who can't be up late and especially this year since it fell on a school night to also allow for school-aged children to still enjoy. So like I said, we get 500 plus kids each year and it only gets bigger each year. And 15 kilograms is a lot, but it still runs out. And that's where we were at, at 7.30 p.m., which was fine by me. I wanted an earlier end of the night this year due to school and work commitments the next day. Now, the houses in our town join a Google map for this, kids aren't just randomly knocking on doors and not only was my listing clear lights out equals a run out it was also listed on the pages that this is the etiquette so we hit the bottom of the lolly barrel cars kept pulling up even with the lights out so we switched to stickers plastic spiders and balloons for as many as we could i stock up on those for teal pumpkin project to cater for those with allergies and dietary restrictions it was getting late, we still had to have dinner, baths, and school and work loomed, so eventually we stopped even doing that and went inside. Fast forward to 10pm at night, I'm finally in bed, and I hear an ungodly banging on my front door, just outside my bedroom window. We have older neighbors, and I was worried, so I went to check, and it's a middle agedish lady and a very small girl, way too small to be still up and out at 10pm and a pink fairy dress, holding up her pink pumpkin bucket expectantly. The entitled parent says, It's too dark out here, you should have a light on. We could have fallen on your stairs. I say, Ah, yeah, I'm sorry, we're shut for the night, that's why the light's off. The kid looks sad, but mostly just very tired. I say, I've still got a few non-lolly treats left if you'd like. I turn to get them, and the entitled parent notices my kid's lolly buckets on the hutch next to them. She says, you've got some there, give us those. I say, sorry, those are my kids. She says, you owe us something for making us come up here in the dark. I say, you're welcome to pick some of these, but not them. I held out the plastic cauldron with the non-lolly treats. The mom grabs the whole thing, cauldron and all, and drags the kiddo down the stairs by the arm. I'm just too tired, sleepy and stunned to say or do a thing. And after standing there blinking for a few solid minutes, I shuffle back to bed. Happy Halloween, Cauldron Thief! And to all. So, does this experience beat the experience of if OP just left the cauldron out on their porch and and had a pick one sign and they came and just snatched the whole thing up then? To be fair, I don't know if it's any better or any worse. This next story is Update. Entitled Ant Sends My Wings of Fire Book to the Shadow Realm. Uh, so, remember my entitled aunt from my previous post? If you don't or didn't see it, she basically thinks a book about dragons stopping an ancient dragon on a murder spree is satanic, and that it's brainwashing me. I know, pretty full-on enough, but what happened to me a few hours ago was just so unhinged. It's literally taken me until just now to comprehend what happened. Since the events of the last story, my parents and I have basically gone no contact with entitled aunt. Which is a lot harder. Than- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get thirty, thirty. Better get thirty, better get twenty, twenty, twenty. Better get twenty, twenty. Better get 15, 15, 15, 15, Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at MintMobile.com/slash-switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Then it sounds, due to her offspring being genuinely nice people and not Christian nutbags like her... Nothing wrong with being Christian, it's when you start thinking, anything with scales is the devil and must be killed at all cost. Then it's beyond too much, and we don't want to cut them out too. Anyway, onto this bat poop story. I'm currently going to a type of school that isn't really a school per se. More of a know-how-to-act-in-the-workplace-and-get-inside-on-the-job-you-want type place. Quite laid-back place, and we do a lot of fun stuff there normally i would have picked up these skills earlier but due to my autism asperger's and major health problems that kept me off school for a couple of years i'm fine now don't worry i never really got to pick those up basically everyone in my family knows where i go even my entitled aunt side somehow despite us never telling them most likely through relatives telling other relatives i don't know anyway this was the problem knowing where i went we finish our work early today so we get 10 minutes to do whatever, as long as it isn't disruptive or overly loud. School ends at 3pm and it's 2.50pm now. A lot of people just go outside to smoke and wait for the day to be over, but me, being the nerd I am, decide to have a quick read through the next chapter of my Wings of Fire book. Moonwatcher has visions again. Kibli's a witty giga chad and winter is just as insufferable as ever. I finish up my chapter just as it turns 3pm and I go outside, still holding my book by my arm. Stepmom's waiting for me outside. Yes, I still get picked up from school at 16. I live a solid few miles from my school, don't judge. She asks me how my day was, the usual stuff. We're about to get into the car when I hear a voice that just about makes me poo myself. Entitled Ant's voice, STOP! i turn around to see her walking towards me like she just came out of a freaking jojo episode i told you op to not read those books they're making you evil i said excuse me but how in the world did you get here in the first place she says i've been waiting for you for ages to come out with those nasty books so i can finally take them off you i don't want your mind getting any more corrupted by satanism than it already is at this point i just started hysterically laughing because it's been implied that she's been waiting outside for days now just to take my books. Stepmom loses it at her and tries to get her the freak away from me, but somehow, entitled Dan manages to snatch the book off me while my guard is down. Me and Stepmom immediately go to try and take it back, but before we can, she... well, you read the title? She slams the book on the dirty pavement. Keep in mind it had been raining picks it up again, ew, and starts ripping it into pieces. I pretend to be hysterical and crying because, oh no, she's ruined my book. If only I had a spare copy so I could continue. Oh wait, I totally have a spare copy. Yep, by some miracle, Moon Rising is the one Wings of Fire book I have a duplicate of due to a miscommunication with my uncle who's really nice, but, and I mean this in the kindest way possible, a little thick. I don't tell her this, and stepmom knows about my duplicate as well. Stepmom just glares at Entitled Ant holding the soggy, tattered book. You know, I could call the police on you now for damaging personal property. Entitled Ant, just now realizing the gravity of the situation, and for some reason now holding holy, totally not tap water, throws the book on the ground, yeets the water at me, and legs it. We did try reporting this to the police but they said there isn't enough evidence sadly and due to the area being quiet, no one managed to get it on film. Who knows if my tattered copy of Moon Rising still lays on that pavement right now, guess we'll find out tomorrow. I'm just done with this lady, she gets more and more cuckoo by the day. I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up in a mental asylum by the end of the year the rate she's going. Despite what OP thinks, depending on the person, depending on the group of people, Entitled aunt might be venerated, they might be given a practical Christian medal for what they did here. For every person that OP thinks may think this Entitled Ant is totally insane, there's probably another two or three that are like, convinced that what she did here was a holy mission sent by Jesus and they're just trying to save you from salvation. Now stand by while she saves you by destroying your personal belongings. This next story is, is it weird my parents are so controlling over my appearance for a wedding? I'm 14-year-old male, and I've never had to dress up before, so maybe this is normal, I don't know. My dad dislikes me growing out my hair, so we made a deal that if we had a formal event, I would get it cut. My hair grew out to a skater look, and I kind of forgot about the deal until we had a family wedding this weekend. And just a few days before, he said he had made an appointment at the barber. I asked if it could just be a trim. I'd already gotten glasses that week, so I was feeling awkward. He said he doesn't know what glasses have to do with a haircut, and that since I was wearing a suit and tie, I needed something off-collar, off-ears, out of eyes. I could tell he wouldn't budge, so when we went to the barber, I just gave him the requirements, and he chopped my hair short. My parents keep saying how good it looks, and my dad asked, aren't I glad I got it cut? But that feels sort of insulting, because he made me. Afterwards, he took me to Fossil to get a watch for the wedding. On the day of the wedding, he made sure I was wearing the watch, and he said the suit should always be unbuttoned when sitting, buttoned when standing, etc. Both him and mom said I looked handsome, and wasn't I glad I got my hair cut? Which, I did think I looked good, but it wasn't like the haircut was my choice. Finally, the day after the wedding, my dad asked why I wasn't wearing my watch. I said I thought it was for the wedding, and he said I should get in the habit of wearing it. Now, whenever I have the watch off, he says I need to put it on. The only way I can get used to wearing it is by wearing it. I feel like my parents are psychos about my looks. Personally, I think the parents genuinely do want good things and good appearances for OP. But I do think they're going about it all the wrong way. And especially the way they're going about this, this is how you honestly make your kids conditioned to, upon having their own decisions, do everything super hard that the parents didn't want to do. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if OP grew up and all of a sudden they just had super long, super wild hair for probably a very long time because they weren't allowed to just be them for a while. Our next story is, he had the audacity to claim to be open-minded and fair. My mother's second husband, now ex, and 18 years older than her, once spent several hours trying to explain to my sister and I that we needed to learn how to keep a house. Not because all adults need this skill set, but because no man will marry you if you don't do all the housework, as well as have a full time job and watch the children. We pointed out that we wouldn't settle for an unequal division of labor and that the days of the women doing all the housekeeping and child rearing are dead. But he claimed that most men still expect to have their wife take care of that, even though it was the early 2000s. He was a boomer and thought he was enlightened because he went to university in the 60s and practiced some kind of hybrid of stolen Middle Eastern beliefs and spirituality. I can't think of a way to explain it, but he was weird. He couldn't comprehend that even in our early teens, my sister and I knew enough to know that he was full of crap and that we would rather be single forever than be a slave spouse to a man like him. I'm with OP. If I was in OP shoes and I could help it, I wouldn't settle for any person that's expecting me to work tirelessly all by myself without any help. That's not a relationship, that's not a partnership, that's not a marriage of two people. Our next story is, Stepmother Leaves Her Kid For Us To Babysit Without Notice. Well, the story is exactly what the title states, but I'll go more in depth. Leaving the older kids to babysit seems to be a reoccurring theme with entitled parents, and my stepmother's not shy about it. To start it off, by us, I intended me, female 20, and my brother, 24, and it's been over a year since we last saw each other. We planned the week before to spend today, October 31st, together and had plans for early in the morning. Today is also the day that our stepmother, 33, has a day off from work but it isn't something I thought would have effect on me, little did I know. So as morning comes my brother informs me that she isn't home and the kids aren't at school. Which is odd as last week was half term and today isn't a bank holiday. This of course means that she's left them with us without consulting either one to do her nails. I know, since I asked where she was. Since I asked her, four hours have passed and still no information on where she is, until she finally calls me and says she's 40 minutes away. I tell her that we had to leave hours ago and she just hangs up. In the meantime, my brother left, and that probably means that our plans have been cancelled and I'm still waiting. Mini update, she came back and said that she knew we had to do stuff, yet left us to watch the kids for well over 5 hours. Honestly, this is the kind of behavior I think you do not tolerate. And you don't even bluff, you threaten to call CPS or the cops. If they attempt to call you out on your bluff, literally do it, go ahead and call the cops. Hold this person responsible because you're not going to tolerate them dumping their kids on you. You either willingly choose to be a payless babysitter whenever the stepmom specifically wants to without even asking, or you hold them accountable. That said, our final story of the day is Entitled Guy Attends Karate Event Knowing He Has COVID-19 So this story happened around 8-10 to months ago, after the peak of COVID, but still around a time where masks were required in most schools. For context, me and my mother do kickboxing. It's a fun way to keep healthy and socialize with others. The place we go to is run by some super nice people and also gives classes for kenpo tai chi etc getting your black belt is a pretty big deal you have to do harder boot camp classes for around two months and then there's a big ceremony and test where you work out all day then at the end you do some techniques you know and are presented with your belt people who already have a black belt can go up for higher degrees second third fourth degree etc The ceremony isn't only for our dojo, but also the dojos in the surrounding area. So, there's often around 50 people going up for a new belt. Now, I wasn't getting my black belt, but my mother was. On the day of the final test, everything went well. There's always an audience of people, around 150-200 to people, at the end of the ceremony. It's usually family and friends coming to see someone they know. After the test completed, everyone gathered to take photos and meet their families. It's important to note that this was in a school gym. A few weeks later, half of the people who went from our dojo got COVID, 15, including my mother, me, my brother and my dad had already had COVID around two months earlier, so we were fine. It was very unfortunate, but we all just assumed it must have been an accident caused by someone who assumed they had a cold. My mom works in the medical field and is actually very important where she works. She was out at probably the worst time and without her help, the staff struggled a lot. Now, just today, we were told who the person that spread COVID was. I'm going to call him SB for selfish butthole. Now, SB was an older guy in his 50s, going up for his 6th degree black belt at the time. He was from another one of the dojos that attended the event. The night before the test, SB went to the ER. Hospital, not a person. Everyone assumed that this meant he wasn't the one with COVID because he'd been at the hospital right before the event and would have been told if he had COVID. Well, I think you can see where this is going. It turns out that SB had been at the ER because he had symptoms of COVID and had been told that he did in fact have COVID. After this, he proceeded to go to sleep, wake up, and attend an event involving physical contact in an enclosed area with around 200 people present. Just to make this worse, I'll throw in the fact that one of the kids going up from his dojo had just completed their cancer treatment, so yeah, all this guy had to do was wait until the next event. But no, the thing is is that many grandparents attended to see their kids, which is obviously terrifying because they were at greater risk. The amount of lives this guy put at risk by attending is disgusting. It's incredibly selfish, entitled dare I say, of him to not consider how this would affect other people. Sadly I can't even confirm if everyone was safe because there were so many people that I have no way of knowing. Currently everyone in our karate community has completely shunned him and the person who runs our dojo, one of the most caring and nicest people ever, have expressed how pissed he is at him. People like this are the reason that our world has so many problems. If somebody like this, who willfully knows that they have COVID, attends a public event like this and closed space, 200 people, should they be held liable in some form if, let's say, somebody caught COVID and passed away? Knowing they had an incredibly infective disease and still goes and has close contact with hundreds of people, Should there be a legal issue at hand here? I'd like to know what you guys think down in the comments. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.